0: Welcome back, everybody, to our second part in our Party Talk podcast series with Kimberly Warner, Senior Vice President Sales Leader from Wisconsin. Kimberly's part two is all about her post-party inventory. Welcome back, Kimberly. Thank you, Susan. I'm so excited to be here. So, now the party's over. Time to reflect. The good, the bad, the ugly... (laughs) <laughs> what, what well what didn't so what is that uh, what does that look like
1: okay so this is something we call the post party inventory and um you know we train our teams on this what's great i mean it's great to have a pre party anthem but if you don't evaluate yourself after what's what's really the point so um this is really just a physical inventory it's actually on paper um and we give it to our team to take with them um, to their parties. You can either complete it really quickly, you know, before you're leaving the show in the car or once you get home, but you want to do it like as immediately as you can before the details of the night um, are forgotten. Or if you tend to do a couple parties in a row, you know, you forget what well, was that Tuesday night that, that happened or Wednesday night. So um, it's just, it's a quick and easy um, sort of thing that you can do. Uh, and it kind of will actually show you a pattern the more you do. So the more parties that you complete these and you go through them, you can really identify some behaviors. And I've been able to work with a few leaders where um, going through their inventories, has have been able to kind of identify some of their challenges. And then we kind of knew we had a map and we knew where to coach and where to work to get them over that hump. So um, here's here are the five questions on the inventory, kind of basic, but um, but they're, they can be detailed. So number one is what went well tonight. And obviously, that's pretty easy. What 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 was great? What went well? And that, that spreads from everything from, you know, the guest reception to the party to you, um, but also to sales, bookings, and potential recruiting conversations. Number two, why did it go well? What specific behaviors did you exude that resulted in a positive party? So you think about those things. What did you do? Did you ask every single person if they wanted to have a party and you had more bookings this party than ever before? and maybe you didn't exude that behavior at your previous parties because you were, you know, tired and you just wanted to get out and you only asked a couple people or, you know, you knew that your kid was homesick and so you wanted to rush so you only asked the the really excited person in the party, you know, if they wanted to have a booking, you know, things like that. Question number three, what could have gone better? What behaviors did you lack that may have helped your results? So, again, this is just, Thinking about what didn't I do that I should have done, and that's sometimes hard to think about, and it's really uh, probably hard to write down. But it makes such a big difference because sometimes you can just you just know what you did, but until you write it down, it doesn't. You don't have that aha moment, that connection.
0: So and you don't um, you don't don't do that little uh, deeper dive, or you know where you think uh, about what could I not just what went bad or what went well, but why? I love that that that's what this does.
1: Yeah, and it's specific behaviors. I mean, you really have to think kind of hard. The first time you do it, it might be hard, but they get easier. You know, did I um, drop seeds throughout the party or did I not? You know, um, did I take time to get to know each, you know, guest and and know how they knew the hostess and or did I just start the party, you know, without even getting to know them? What behaviors did I lack that probably could have helped build the rapport and build the results? Um, The question number four... What mentally got in your way that prevented you from doing what you should have? So this kind of goes back to, did you do your pre-party anthem? Like, were you not feeling well? Were you thinking about your sick kid? Were you, you know, what mentally was your challenge? Or, you know, um, you know, just the guilt factor. Like, did you? were you feeling bad because you left, you know, a crying baby with your husband, even though the baby's probably totally fine and sleeping now? You know, what was on your mind? that you weren't able to put aside for 2 hours to do your show. And that was yep. when were, were
0: you distracted when you walked in? Were you, you know, all those things instead of where you connecting with people. Right, you know?
1: because if you can identify those things, like what mentally got in your way, then you can go back to the pre-party anthem and say, "Okay, what what can I do pre-party to avoid this this mental block? What can I do pre-party? Can I make sure that I have, you know, dinner pre-made?" So that I'm not stressing about, you know, my husband making, you know, nachos for dinner or whatever, you know, that sort of thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, and number five, uh, were there any outside factors at the party that distracted your performance? So this is huge, right? Crying kids nosy dogs a rowdy group i mean there's been so many parties where there have been kids running around you know diapers falling off there's been dogs that are like way more than me and they're like jumping on me and i'm not a big dog person (laughs) you know or people that are you know really rowdy and they're having a great time and they're all talking and you're trying to try to talk and you don't really know how to rein that in that i hear this from consultants all the time new and old that it's hard those things distract your performance so How can you use those things to your advantage and alter their power of distraction? So that is um, something that takes some brainstorming, and, um, you know, it can be something simple. Like there's kids, you know, running around, but maybe you incorporate the kids, you know, in some way. You give them a product, and, you know, you have them pass it around, or you have them hand out catalogs, you know, things like that. Um, And so sometimes that just takes some brainstorming with your team. Stuff, and I think it
0: takes a little bit um, for new for new people on the call. You oh, also yeah. get better as you go. I mean, that kind of thing can just completely throw you in oh, the yeah. very beginning, and then you just uh, you, you you really do figure those things out. But but you're right They there are definitely factors that throw a curveball at you.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure, and so. Also, you know, this physical inventory is going to, you know, grow as you find yourself writing different things. You're going to be more cognizant. You're going to notice things more that you didn't notice before, that maybe you didn't think those crying kids were distracting you, but they were. And so, you know, as you kind of take note of it, um, you're going to know how to prevent it, too.
0: And the other thing I love about those questions is that a lot of times we always want to put the blame on other people, or the reason the party wasn't successful was because there were only two people there. Or, you know, so it's instead, you're reflecting on, as you mentioned, your behaviors and on what you can do differently. You know, think outside the box. What could you
1: have done to get that third person who hadn't had a party with you yet book a party that night? And Mm -hmm. that sometimes is hard because you're really evaluating, you know, yourself. but, um, But, yeah, it makes the difference.
0: Yeah, makes all the difference in the world. So that, that that's wonderful. Love that. Okay, so uh so anything else, Kimberly? Well,
1: you know, then you know, there's a few lines at the end of the inventory that are kind of free form and this is just a section where I always we talk about the power of if you didn't get paid, so the didn't get paid mentality. So I I asked my team all the time, what if you didn't get paid to do this? Like what if you didn't get paid at all? You love Norwex? What if everything that you did um, was all about the hostess. Would you do things any differently to help your hostess achieve the most normal possible? You know, what if this was your volunteer work kind of thing? And sometimes pe- that takes away the stress of, um, you know, asking for up sales, for example, like, oh, we have, you know, the, the spend and get special. Sometimes people feel like they're, you know, pushy or they're act, trying to ask for more sales and they don't want to. But if you weren't getting paid off of that and you were just trying to help your hostess, you would want every five dollars possible to get your hostess more of the free benefits, right? Because, you know, you're doing it all for her. So if you can kinda of twist your mentality that way, it almost makes the really difficult asks like, you know, to upsell to a package versus just the, the basic set or, you know, just the enviro cloth or something to to up that to the basic, you know, to be able to um not only upsell, but to ask for bookings because it benefits the hostess and that sort of thing. Instead of thinking about how it affects you and what you're going to get out of it, if you can think of the power of you getting, you're not getting paid, what would you do differently? And, um, and that's pretty powerful. Sometimes we brainstorm that in meetings a lot. So, and think about things like if, you know, every time you went into a home and you sold one household pack, that might equal one, you know, kid breathing healthier air, then, you know, it's worth it. So you might have those bummer parties. We all have. You go in, two people show up, and it's, you know, maybe $150 or whatever. But you still make 35% of that, which is way better than working at the mall. And if you think of your time on those bummer parties as volunteerism, because you're giving your all, no matter how big or small the party is, there's still a Broadway show. If you walk out and you've affected two people – to want to change their life and start incorporating some Norwex, you've made a difference. So even if you didn't make you know a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars in commission, it was your volunteer time to the world to you know spread the mission of, of healthier homes. So if you want to freeform any of that at the bottom, you know what if I didn't get paid, what could I have done differently? Um, that sometimes thinking of it that way helps. So that's the uh, post party inventory.
0: That's a great way to evaluate yourself and each party that you do. So you can tweak it, and hopefully that leads to more successful 422 parties using that post-party inventory. So I would like to end with a couple of action steps for everybody. So for today's podcast, which we're really going to think about in two parts, right? Hopefully you tuned in to part one. So part one was all about your pre-party anthem. So what two things could you do? based on all the tips that Kimberly shared, that you could uh, create your own pre-party anthem or tweak yours. And then print out the inventory. Put it on your phone and complete it after your next party. You might see things you never saw before that would help you and your teams grow and to help your parties evolve in such a positive way. So I first thank you so much, Kimberly, for being with us. I love all the tips that you shared. You can catch us anytime on your favorite podcast site because we're on iTunes, Google Play, as well as uh, SoundCloud. And remember, what you do before and after a party is just as important as what happens at the party. That's what's going to lead to successful 4 2 parties. So, now yeah, go. Get your game face on. Until next time.